0: Manimal here. It's Monday, July 3rd, and today on Texas Rangers with the Boys. The Rangers make a big splash on the trade market, and we're going to talk about it. We've also got a huge series with the Astros from the weekend. It didn't go so great, but we're still going to talk about it. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the Boys.
1: I'm Glenn Otto, and you're listening to Texas Rangers with the Boys. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. This is your boy, Kevin, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. And I want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And you can find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at Rangers. Don't forget to check out our website, Texas Rangers with the Boys.com.
0: All one word. All.
1: And joining me, my co-host, the three hundred pound animal, aka Bull. How you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on socials? Yeah,
0: I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, we got, we got more day baseball today, so that always, that always. I like to get my, my baseball out of the way by four o'clock, and we're gonna, we're gonna be able to do that tonight. So or today. So that's kind of that's good for me. Uh, Twitter, which I think is dying. Have you seen it this last weekend? I mean, I, I, think, I think Twitter's about to be pay, pay to play, but until then, uh, at Manimal Bull, um, Instagram, at manimal 300. I'll probably move all my witty quips and jabs at the Instagram, if, if anything happens, happens to the Twitter, and then uh, Bull Pro at both Facebook and TikTok, So whatever your favorite form of social media is, uh, find me there and we'll start talking about these Rangers.
1: Yeah, really, really exciting. Uh, We'll have to monitor the Twitter situation as it goes along, but we are not going to do too much around the league today. Uh, Just a lot of Rangers going on. Uh, We got three box scores today. We got to preview the game. Uh, The, the, the last game of this Houston series, plus we got a lot of Rangers talk. So let's jump right into the Rangers talk. Uh, Even after uh, so far losing two out of three versus the vaunted Houston Astros, the Rangers are still up by four uh, over Houston. If they win this last game of the series, uh, it's like Houston came in and accomplished absolutely nothing.
0: Well, yeah, and that's kind of like what the the goal almost is. You know, like you jump out to a really nice – you try and hold on to that, that and keep playing 500 or better baseball and that's what the rangers have kind of been doing lately playing a little bit over 500 baseball and you know fortunately for them both the teams that are follow following them or really all the teams that are following them because every team in the american league this month in, in june was right around 500 um so yeah. you know uh you just you try you know, you hang on and you I mean, so far, I think, I think- this year, the Rangers, um, you know, they've, they've gotten better pitching from their starting pitching this year than in any year I can remember, like just one yeah. through five and really one through six. Right. Because if you count the Grom, you count uh, uh, Dane Dunning, you know, even Cody Bradford has Cody been Bradford, yeah. As Cody a spot Bradford, starter. Yeah. And, you know, we're probably going to see Glenn Otto start at some point, but, he may not he may never get that chance he may end up being at the back of the bullpen you know depending on how things go
1: yeah and it probably is the best thing would probably be the best thing for the rangers uh i would say right now because that's what they need they need uh arms in the bullpen they need everybody mm-hmm. you know as they no no pun intended all hands on deck so that they can uh you know so that they can sure up this uh this pitching staff going into really the second half of the season. So, and going into the All-Star break.
0: And if you look, I mean, uh, uh, the Angels, they they have a one and two uh, weekend. So, they're in the same spot that they were when they started the week with the Rangers. And then uh, Seattle and Oakland are about in the same spots as well. So, the Rangers, even though, you know, things aren't going great and they have lost one game, you know, or the Astros have picked up one game, um, with a win this afternoon, it's back even, and you know you you go to those five games that you that you uh, started with, and if it's uh, if you lose, you know three games back, that's still about where you were at June first when uh, you started playing a little bit over 500
1: baseball. Yeah, I mean it's been a tough it's been a tough June for pretty much everybody in the American League, and including the Rangers. But I mentioned the All Star game uh now we have four voted in and now into the all-star game adales garcia and of course uh the ace of the staff and maybe the best pitcher of the first half in the american league baldy uh both get added to that all-star roster yeah and and i think
0: garcia and Valdi, they both are you know i mean pretty well deserved and uh you know Bombi has led the al and rbi's most of the season and i think he's right there at the top or close to it with uh otani right now look at how look at how rbi's mean something now that otani's leading the league in it oh yeah um yeah. but mm-hmm. um, uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, mm. i mean uh, you know uh garcia's had a uh, he's had a good first half um uh, and Ovaldi, I, I mean, he's been he's been everything that the team has needed in this first half. He's been a horse. He's been a, a leader. He's been a good teammate. He's been one of those guys that just has come to this clubhouse and and like said, hey, like this is how you win. Because I mean, he's won before. Don't you know? I mean, he's mm-hmm. he he won he won with Boston, right? Um, mm-hmm. I I believe so. You know, I mean, he's he just know he he knows what the winning formula is like, and what it's like to be in that clubhouse that's won, and and he's brought that vibe to the Rangers, and he's been just, I mean, one of the best teammates that you could, you know, everybody when they talk about who's the best teammate on the team, it's Evaldi, from Ivaldi, and and you know, no hesitation even. So, um, you know, so good for him, and he's been every bit as good on the mound as you could possibly ask him to be. And uh, uh, you know uh, the Rangers. I mean, yes, actually, they could have sent. They could have sent ten guys, and I mean, I would have been like, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: you know, it's fair. Yeah, yeah, you no, know, know I, I mean? think you're. I think you're right because I mean, I think Tavares. You could definitely make a case for case Tavares. For, you could make a case, a case for, for Duran.
0: You could make a case yep. for Dunning. You could make a case mm-hmm. for Josh Spores. Yep,
1: yep. Spores. And just to confirm your your. Uh, thing your your point about Eovaldi um Nathan Eovaldi did win a World Series ring in 2018 with Boston he had uh he was he he pitched in three games with a 1-1-3 earned run average eight run eight innings pitched six strikeouts uh with a 0.05 or a 0.5 whip so he was uh he was a baller in the uh in the, in the 18 world series. After, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was, he was something, he was something else in total in his 6 postseason um, experience. He, he started six games, pitched in 11. He's sitting at four and three with a three, one, four earned run average and a 0.977 whip. So the guy can, the guy has, the guy has nerves of steel. Uh, I would have said something else on nerves there, but we are, uh, we are a PG 13 show. So uh, he definitely has nerves of steel. Definitely has the has what it takes. And I think for the Rangers, he's he's provided more than just stats, but he's also been a stopper. Anytime they've needed to stop the bleeding, he's been the guy to step up and do the work. So gotta love it. Uh, I have a question for you. The um, the other guy that we didn't mention that I thought for sure was a lock was John Gray. Yeah, I didn't uh, mention. Felt him like just he kind of because... got snubbed. Yeah, yeah I, I felt like I, I he kind of like... got snubbed. I mean, uh, I felt like he really deserved it.
0: I, I, I could have seen him get a spot, and I could see him getting a spot now that they've put one player from each team on there with anybody getting injured in that pitching staff or not pitching because I know M- McClanahan, whatever that kid from the Rays, he may not pitch in the thing. And uh, so uh, John, may, John Gray may get that spot the moment that one opens up that someone isn't going to pitch. So, uh, you know, we'll just kind of keep our eyes peeled on that. But, yeah, I thought John Gray had had a good enough first half to get a spot on the All-Star game or on the All-Star team. But, you know, it didn't happen uh, on this first round. And, uh, you know, uh, as as a spot opens up, John Gray may be the first guy to get one.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it wouldn't shock me to see Zeke Duran end up on there somehow, some way. But let's jump over into one more point about the Rangers I wanted to make that I thought was – a little bit humorous. I want to say that it was either, uh, C, maybe CJ Nikowski today, or I don't remember when it was, when the point was made, but one of the broadcasts, they were talking that three out of four of the players that, um, came over in that Joey Gallo play, uh, Joey Gallo trade. Now that Otto is up on the MLB roster there, three out of four of those guys are on the MLB roster, um,
0: what do you think about that? Well, it's been the I mean, much of the last two seasons it's been that way. I mean, Glenn Otto broke camp with the team last year. Well, I know he he did spend a month at Triple A before. Uh, you can only pitch a Triple A with a zero ERA for so long before <laughs> <laughs> they bring you back up, right? Or, um, but so Glenn Otto, Josh Smith, and Zeke Duran were all three on the team at some point together last year, and mm-hmm. um. You know, I mean, and Otto would have broke camp with the team probably uh, in the beginning of this season, had things, you know, had things went different and he not got hurt. So yeah, no, it's it's good though. I mean, and Trevor Hovers not too far behind him down at Frisco, and he's starting to pick it up mm-hmm. with the bat. And you know, we'll talk about him probably when we have when we do this next down on the farm show. But um, you know, it, it was a good trade for the Rangers because. You know, Joey Gallows get employed by somebody else and getting paid by somebody else, and I mean, basically got like ran out of town and or railroaded out of town. You know,
1: <laughs> no, it, it is really whole scenario there because the Rangers really came out like bandits in that trade. So, um, well, huh. you know what? Speaking of coming out like a bandit, uh, what Damon about McCullough... a? Uh, well, I was going <laughs> to say, you know, we
0: got to talk about this before we talk about that. Friday afternoon after we, you know, after we had done the show, uh, the Rangers call up Cole Raggins, and I'm kind of confused.
1: Oh, we got to talk about it. Oh, yeah. I can't believe
0: it. We We haven't talked about uh, this at all. Damo can wait. Yeah, so Raggins Raggins gets called up with Glenn Otto, and I'm kind of like, you know, Brad Miller gets reinstated off the IL, Yerry's down, John King's down. And I'm thinking, what what happened? Like, what, what is on? Ragan's coming back up for? I thought they had just moved him down to, to work, work, you know, get stretched out. And but anyways, then about a couple of minutes later, I get a text from a buddy, and the, it says that Chapman gets traded to the Rangers. And I'm thinking, well, that explains you know and this stuff it almost always happens to me as soon as i'm like away from my, my phone and not looking at twitter every two seconds like i normally am throughout the day uh, and i'm thinking well that explains why cole raggins had gotten called up just a couple of minutes before and uh, you know so so anyways um the rangers traded cole raggins and uh, a younger guy of uh, ronnie uh which i don't even have his name uh but they, they were traded maybe right. Um, anyways, to you. Kansas to Kansas City, and uh, the, the return on that is uh, O'Raldus Chapman. And we were yep. talking – I mean, we've talked about Chapman a couple of times. I didn't know if he was one of those guys that they would bring in. I knew they weren't going to bring him in in May. I knew that wasn't going to be the case. We were going to see if that thing worked its way out before we – Got to this point, and and, it, and it's worked its way out some, but they still need and misses in the back end of that the bullpen. And they don't have enough of those guys yet because a lot of them are converted starters, and a lot of them are, you know, I mean, not exactly you know swing and miss guys. So they've got Josh Spores down there that gets swing and misses. Will Smith gets a couple of swing and miss, but not a ton more behind that. So you know, Chatham makes sense. Um, I saw a stat that the Rangers now have the two of the top three swing and miss pitchers in the AL, which is between Spores and um, uh, Chapman now. So, you know, yeah. I th- I think like honestly, when I saw the trade, like my kind of my reaction was was like, "That's it, huh?"
1: Sorry, my my if you heard a funky sound, my son is playing with the door stopper in his room. <laughs> it, oh okay. it actually it actually made it all the way into the oh the, i know now you got an echo and everything there like, hey man
0: dude hey, uh, what's wrong I know you're what's...
1: fun like, but give dad like give dad like a couple hours before you go crazy on that door stopper
0: yeah. <laughs> he's not gonna he's have going, it. No, he's, he's, yeah, going straight, he's
1: going straight back for it he went straight no, back uh, back, like, right now. absolutely so,
0: so, you can seclude yeah. yourself from the house but the house is gonna find you bro <laughs> Gonna no matter where you. I go, <laughs> uh, the, but, it's not completely but,
1: soundproof in yours. So.
0: Well, of course. Yeah, no, I know. But, uh, yeah, no, the swing and miss is going to be there. We saw it uh, yesterday afternoon when he made his debut. Um, he did give up a single to Altuve, but it wasn't a very hard hit ball. And we've definitely seen balls that Altuve has hit harder off of Aroldis Chapman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll take a single and then a ground out from uh, Bregman behind that. Um, but anyways, I I, I kind of like my reaction whenever I saw that it was just Raggins and, and a Dominican summer league player, which, and this kid is, is killing it down there. I was looking at him. I mean, he is a guy that we would have probably talked about had we been doing down on the farm with the boy shows. Um, yeah. But he's definitely a kid that we probably would have been talking about um, a little bit on that uh, red team in the DSL. But um, you know, they got lots of guys in front of him and lots of guys he's going to have to leapfrog to get here. And it's, it's a long ways away, he's 17 years old. So a lot can happen between now and the time he gets to the big leagues and uh, the Rangers could have a banner hanging because they went out and got a, a, a guy that can close it down or get outs in big situations for you. So, you know, one yeah. way or the other, yeah, you and, know, and, it is what it is. And this was not a bad trade for the Rangers.
1: No, and, and I think this is the time for the Rangers to make the moves that they got to make. They know that that right now this is not a bridge gap year. This is not a year to bridge the gap from a, a 94 loss team, you know, to somewhere a little around 500 to make to make the push. No, I mean the Rangers have responded this year to Bruce Bochy, the free agents that they brought in, even with the ex- exception of Jake de DeGrom going down have all been uh, huge contributors and the Rangers are, are a contender and they got to, they got to do what contenders do. And, and that's what you do. And that's why
0: guy. that's yep. why you've spent the last three, four, five years getting this farm, this farm system to where it's at, where you're, where this guy is behind. Yeah. He's on more bell, Galan, Anthony Gutierrez, mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the kid that uh Osuna. I mean, they've got, and that's just, I haven't even gotten past Hickory yet. I haven't even gotten right. to. You're Eddie not even Carter at the and yeah. Dustin Harris it, 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 and well, the guys that are close, all the you options.
1: Know? Yeah. The options that they've got, even the guys that prospects, the, 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 look, man, an outfielder is not going to be what won you, what's going to win you a championship, man. I mean, well, Mike well, Trout, he's awesome. But it's 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 the 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 body of work. And so it's it's funny
0: because right now the 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 guy that's like I feel like been the best like winning player on the Rangers team this year, you know, like that you wouldn't think it is is Travis Jankowski. And and Mm -hmm. he's one of the guys that I don't think anybody even thought he was going to make this roster and he and he shouldn't have if Tavares doesn't go on the DL he doesn't make the roster and and you know I mean they use the option instead of coming up with a 40-man spot in that case but things didn't work out that way Tavares starts on the DL Jankowski makes the team and and man he's been a really big part of this thing winning it feels like on days where he plays they win and 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 he's a part of it, and for some, you know, he just keeps hitting, he keeps stealing bases, he keeps playing good defense, and he's just been an instrumental part. And that's not anybody that you thought was going to be a big part of this team. We didn't talk about we barely talked about Travis Jankowski the day he got signed, and we didn't have anything. Yeah, it was like an
1: afterthought. It was an afterthought, and and just to bring another point, I I think it actually kind of supports what I was you know that is that. You know you can sign veteran players uh, to fill gaps in your team. Uh, that that's one thing. But the one thing you really can't fill quote unquote gaps for is starting pitching in uh, in a solid staff. I mean, yeah, again, you can plug holes here and, there, but in reality, like all the good teams have strong staffs, and if you want to win year in and year out, it's got to be with pitching. And so again, make an upgrade to your pitching staff. To me trading uh, trading a position player uh, to upgrade your pitching staff, to me, always, always, always feels like it's it's worth it. So, uh, anyways, I think I'm going to get off my horse on that one. And,
0: and and on Cole Raggins, I mean, this is a fresh start for him, an opportunity for him to go somewhere and probably play pretty quick because he'll probably, as soon as he's ready to pitch on a full, you know, a, 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 a starting pitcher's load, He'll, he'll be out on or he'll be up with Kansas city because they need pitching and they need a good young arm like he has. So there's a good chance that he'll be starting, uh, you know, and that's good for him because it gets him to, into a position where he's going to play and he's going to spend the next couple of years while he still has, uh, you know, options and that stuff, you know, being on a team where he's going to play and he's not just going to use his options, pitch it a couple of days out of the bullpen a month.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, there may be a day down the road where we go, man, you know, he might he might kind of quote unquote prove us wrong or whatnot. But this is the moves you have to make mm-hmm. if you're going to be a contender, period. You and, just have to take uh, the risk it, and you got to do what you got to do.
0: Yeah, and it, it's just like whenever Damo McCullough, whenever oh. he took the risk and he came out in that weird looking ostrich hat that I didn't mm. think was going to work for a minute, but it worked. Not work. only, not only did it work with the crowd, but it worked for for his good luck because he believed mm-hmm. it was good luck, and and he beat Brett McKenzie. Now this month he's got Angel Camacho. You get rid, you just get done with Brett McKenzie, who's three hundred and seventy five pounds. And then you get mm-hmm. Angel Camacho, who's four hundred and twenty-five, four hundred and fifty pounds. I don't know. I he's like half off. the
1: size of your ring, dude. Like, no, there's not much yeah. room in the ring when he's in there. Besides for
0: him. No, and and so Damo's going to have his hands full, and you know he's going to have his lucky hat. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, I, I again, my money's on him. I'm not gonna, I'm not betting against him until it happens. He's just like the Arizona Diamondbacks this year. Not betting mm-hmm. against him until it happens. So, uh, you know, but be there Friday, July 28th, when, when Matt Warpro joins together with Def that's
1: what that's like- to bring you
0: Ultraviolet Dreamers. And, uh, mm. you know, I, I was added to the card this weekend.
1: Oh, oh, um, well, wow. I mean, I had a feeling you were going to be on there, but um, I, di- I didn't realize that you didn't have a match.
0: I do have a match now. Um, Avon Axel who the young fellow that was supposed yeah. to wrestle me last time didn't submit his drug test. And now he didn't get to wrestle me last time this time. Well, you know, he kind of, kind of pushed my buttons a little bit the last time.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so th-
0: this it's time, good. man, there's a good chance that he gets added to that splash pile.
1: Yeah, I think it's – I think he's got it coming, dude.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, probably
1: going to happen. It's probably going to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but uh, I'm not going to underestimate him. So on Friday, July 28th, after I have my, my burger from, mm. from Kelly's, because the Kelly's Onion Burger guys will be out back, after I have my Starry's ice cream, and after mm-hmm. I have about six or eight of them Martin House beers – Hmm. I'm going a, I'm to a roll right out there into the ring, okay. and I'm going to do what only the Manimal can do. So bring bring yourself out to the Southside Preservation Hall, Friday, July 28th, 7 p.m. Bell time.
1: Love it. Love it. Well, hey, so the Rangers go into this four-game weekend, kind of weekend series, uh, through the weekend series. Yeah, yeah Raptors.
0: You know, I, I I feel like they, they do this like once a year with like random teams and this year it got to be the Rangers and and Astros.
1: Yep. Yep. Division rival still sold out Rangers Astros sold out the whole weekend and sold Uh, out today on Monday. Monday, Yep. Sold out today, but let's go into this first game. Uh, Astros take uh, the first one of the series against the Rangers uh, jump on John Gray and, and uh, win the uh, series five to three. Uh, and it, it was it was a hard fought game. It wasn't like it was just an open and shut deal. Uh,
0: there yeah, was some back yeah. and
1: forth. And it and uh, you saw really what I saw. It was two good teams playing with a sense of urgency, playing focused, uh, trying to trying to trying to win baseball games. Because they both want to be there for the big dance at the end.
0: Yeah, you know, as much as he struggled uh, this season, uh, Jose Abreu has been a big part of what's happened good for the Astros. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: A couple of home runs. uh, uh, One to lead off the series and uh, one in the ninth inning of game three. But the... The like it seems like Abreu has gotten some innings started, and you know he's struggled all season and hasn't been the player that he's been over the course of his career. But he's starting to come around, and you know uh, it it takes a long time to get things back up when you've when you've fallen all the way down through sixty games. Ask you know Marcus Simeon and how hard Mm -hmm. it was last year for him to get back to the player he was. And, you know, I, you know, Abreu, he probably hasn't changed one thing. It's just it, it wasn't working for him. But he he had a big I feel like a big base knock that kind of like got the got them going on Friday night and Dubon, bond. Uh, man, mm-hmm. that wasn't a bad pitch at all that John Gray threw. That wasn't a strike. It wasn't a good pitch. I mean, he really had no business hitting that ball, but he did. And he kept it in the. They kept, it, they kept it fair somehow down that line, and and those two big RBIs really, really kind of capped that game and were the big difference in the game, in my opinion. And that uh, mm-hmm. what the sixth inning, and the the Rangers just couldn't hold on to things. Um, John Gray, I, I thought he threw the ball pretty good, but he just uh, not his best stuff. Uh, did give up some runs. Um, Brock Burke was good behind him. Uh, and you know Otto in his in his season debut not bad at all either but you know the the difference was that sixth inning and the three runs that they gave up there in the sixth uh, um you know and 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 not you know not answering either uh, the rangers didn't have anybody that had more than one base hit and they had the couple home runs from young and heim and uh, you know, Simeon scored after a walk on a double play. So it was, well, you know, there's no RBI even on that. And, you know, so they just needed, they needed a little bit more. They had some hits, they had some opportunities, but it just didn't, it didn't work out, you know, uh, on, on Friday night. I thought Garcia had a pretty big, uh, double in the seventh or eighth, but couldn't capitalize mm-hmm. on it. Couldn't get and, it.
1: Yeah. Couldn't remember.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but overall, I—I I, I mean, just Houston had a couple more hits that the Rangers didn't have, and the Rangers couldn't shut them down when they absolutely needed to. And you tip your cap and you say, "Hey, good game. We'll we'll see you tomorrow."
1: Yeah. Again, I—I really felt like Houston played with a sense of urgency. Um, you could really like you can really tell, like every batter that goes up there, pitcher-wise too, like there's a focus there that they they really wanted they really want to come to our house take this take this series and really like it's not just about the series it's also about getting into the getting into our heads you know like hey we're we're still the big the big boys on the block you may have yeah, the yeah. lead right now but but we're we're the big brother and and again I I, I can't and we'll, we'll get well uh, and very similar game, but
0: Very similar to 2015 when the Rangers, when the Astros were leading that division most of the season and the Rangers, they beat the Astros. They were beat up on the Astros all season. And that was the Mm -hmm. difference in the division was the Rangers were, you know, beat up on the Astros. And that's whenever the Rangers were kind of big brother and, said, Hey, we're not ready to give this thing up just yet either. And, you know, and, now the the Astros are in that position and the Rangers are coming on fast and the Astros, they are not, they're not ready to give up this, this spot that they have either. And they still got good young players and, and, you know, the veterans that are mixed in and they're not ready to give things up yet either.
1: Well, and, and, you know, before the beginning of the season, you know, we, we didn't think they, we didn't think they were going to, I mean, to be honest, nobody, nobody had the Rangers really uh, overtaken the Astros this year uh, as the, you know, the, the heir apparent uh, to the, to the, you know, to, to the division. So again, I, th- I just think there's a sense of urgency. You could see it uh, just in the way that every single at bat seemed to matter
0: just, uh, really like...
1: both, just to both teams, but, but Astros, you can tell there's an urgency there.
0: Yeah. And I felt the same way on Saturday, the urgency shifted. The, right. yeah, the, yeah, uh, right. and, and that he, I feel like Nathan Ivaldi understood the urgency that the Rangers needed, and uh, you know, he got the double digit wins at about the halfway point of the season. I mean, there's a you know, things go good for him in the second half of the season. Nate Ivaldi could win 20 games, wow, because I mean, remember those three losses came, or two of those three losses came early in the season, and he wasn't quite rolling just yet, so. Huge start from him. No, no runs. runs over seven innings. Just a couple, couple of hits. He did walk four guys, and you could tell the frustration <laughs> when he was walking guys. Um, um, but the Rangers, I mean, the bats showed up on on Saturday. I mean, they could have used about five of those hits in in Friday night's game and won that thing. But uh, that's not how it goes every time because if you if you got hits from and runs from the night before. <laughs>
1: Right, if they carried over, it'd be a whole
0: different. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but yeah, I Tavares and Jankowski at the bottom of the lineup were good. Heim was really good. Uh, uh, Simeon and Seeger at the top of the lineup—you know—they carry that thing. And when they're when they're going, things are going well. And uh, at the Astros made a couple of mistakes, and uh, you know, so it, it just it it kind of is. It, it all kind of worked together on Saturday for the Rangers. I mean, they, they had, they had a shutout going until the ninth. Uh, Nate Lowe didn't catch a ball <laughs> that he probably should have. And uh, Joe Barlow uh, had to throw to one more batter than he needed to. And that's, that's all I'll yeah. say on that. Will Smith comes in well, and mops who, up who, for a save.
1: But who wants to have to, who wants to have to make him a, you know, get Bregman you're out there against yeah. Altuve, Bregman and Tucker once they have to go out there, you're facing those guys, you know, you get Bregman to do what you want him to do. And then the next, your reward for that is, is you, get, you get Tucker next. And good God, that guy. Yeah. That guy, I love yeah. that player, dude. He's, Uh-oh.
0: he's, he's had some, he's had some uh, rounds out in the, on the basis. These, these, or I mean, out in the field this year, he's having a little bit of trouble for a guy that was a gold Glover, but, Overall, yeah. I mean, you know, you'd love to have that bat in the lineup. That's eight twenty nine <laughs> ops, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: but, yeah. But the yeah. Rangers, his, his his outfield, his his quote—I use air quotes here—subpar outfield play. Uh,
0: yeah, Had
1: that bat in the lineup, heck of a player, heck of a player. Anyway, uh,
0: and and they got to Hunter Brown a little bit, and th- that's the first time that they've gotten to Hunter Brown, and uh, you know, well, well, yeah, I I, I told you, I, I I told him. I mean, now and, and they didn't beat him up or anything like that, but they did have him out in four innings, and that was huge.
1: Yeah, but didn't help that they didn't
0: capitalize to today or yesterday. Right.
1: Well, the the Rangers running up pitch counts is a is a legit thing at this point in the season we've seen them do it to so many good starting pitchers throughout yeah, the year it's not, a, it's not an accident anymore bullpins. yeah
0: too bad but the they ball. don't rough up more bullpens <laughs> well, right
1: but, yeah well but we'll uh, have to just kind of play the play the season out and see who this team becomes as the you know see if any if they do add some of that stuff as they go
0: all right yeah no i and they're they're working on it you can tell they're they're, yep. they're getting there but uh I'll let you uh, tell everybody about our our fantastic subscription page. Okay.
1: Yeah. So we're not we're not playing. As soon as this we finish recording this episode here, we're going to jump straight into our top ten uh, league prospects for our exclusive content down in the bar, down the farm, down the barn, down on the farm with the boys. Uh, for just a dollar ninety nine, you. Get all of our all of the minor league news from uh, Dominican Summer League, uh, Arizona Complex League, from Double uh, Single A, Double A, Triple A. Rumors, highlights, you name it, we can be your one stop shop for all things Rangers in the in their system and organization. Uh, Dollar ninety nine a month, and we can uh, we can help you out. So go to our Spotify page or our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com, and subscribe today. Let's talk about box score number three.
0: Yeah. Uh, bullpen yeah. for the Rangers wasn't uh, very good. Uh, Andrew Heaney was good, but the, the bullpen gives up five, uh, three of them to spores. I mean, you, you can't be too mad at what spores has done this season uh, today or yesterday. Wasn't uh, his finest moment. Um, he also wasn't help, helped by the defense. uh it, Josh Young boots that ball with a Brayu. You know, you got a little bit of extra time with a Brayu, but there's a Brayu getting on base with another single starting another rally. And yeah. uh, you know, just because just because that didn't go your way, you can't put two guys on base. And that's what Spores did. he walked a couple of guys, uh, gave up the big hit because he had no place to put McCormick. Uh I I want to say that's who did the did the big damage, right? McCormick. Mm-hmm. He, he just didn't have any room for McCormick, and uh, he got him. And you know, could have been a grand slam, ended up being a bases clearing triple. Uh, I think Garcia thought he might have a, might have had a shot at it, and got too close to the wall before he realized he didn't. And I think caromed <laughs> off. But uh, uh, you know, it is what it is. They came back. They they got a they got a, a single or a double and a home run from. Get themselves themselves within a a bloop and a blast, but it didn't. It wasn't to be. uh, Altuve. Well, it was within one, right? And then Altuve hit the home run in the ninth. Then you need a bloop and a blast to get back in it, and it just it didn't happen. The ninth inning went pretty quick. Uh, Jankowski, Tavares, and Duran didn't put up much of a fight. Now Duran, in his defense, uh, (laughs) I mean, like I, I. Notice that the strike zone got really, really big in the bottom half of the ninth inning. That, like, if Spores would have gotten really one of those did. pitches, that that like the whole game would have been completely effing different. Had Spores gotten <laughs> one of those, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, well, there wasn't much difference like between that three-two pitch.
1: Go
0: ahead. You know what? There wasn't much difference between the Spores three-two pitch and that three-two pitch that, uh, or that one-two pitch that Duran got called off out on. You know, man. And they're just the
1: it was like uh, a foot he was like a foot off the plate and it seemed like everywhere. <laughs> not just not just that pitch with Duran. I wanna say like the first the opening strike uh on Tavares, I wanna say it was, or one of those guys if opening strike was like I
0: think, think know, it was Tavares. Up. Tavares got rang on two big two balls that were pretty close to out of the zone and and I don't even like I don't even know what a strike is anymore. Is it like if it barely touches, like one lace is in the strike zone, that's a strike. I mean, I guess, but some of those I, I pitches, I'm it's, it's,
1: it's what the umpire says it is. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's, that's the that's only thing,
0: at. right? Like, I mean, yeah, so I think that's where we're at. I think you're at a point now that if you're the Rangers and you realize that you're going to get that every night, where if it's close, they're going to call it on you. You just got to start swinging the bat because, I mean, it happens to young like once a night. So, uh, you know, he's just gonna have to start swinging the bat, and you know, you're you're taught to be disciplined, and you're taught to know the strike zone. But,
1: well, then it kind of throws a little bit of a, a monkey. Zone. Well, it kind of throws a monkey wrench too in the in the Rangers style because that's one of their one of the things that they like to do is, uh, you know, wear down starting pitching with with that. But maybe when they get into the Because really, that seems to me like where it's really happening here is at the end of games, and 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 maybe maybe it's when they start getting into the bullpen, they got to start getting a little bit less selective. Uh, It's not what the ideal, but it is what it is, right? Right. Right. You know. Hey, tomorrow,
0: uh, or I mean, I'm sorry, tomorrow, today, Monday, July 3rd, the Rangers are going. They're going to do it again. They're going to they're going to send Martín Pérez to the hill against the Astros and. uh, the, the Astros, they're going to counter with Christian Javier, who's having a really nice season. Um, the, you know, Christian Javier is just a good pitcher. And uh, the, the Rangers, it'll be, you know, it'll be a challenge today. And uh, you know, Martin Perez always seems to show up whenever it's the Astros. So I'm looking forward to this thing this afternoon. And, uh, you know, then they get on, a, get on a plane and they'll head to Boston. But we'll talk, okay. about, we'll talk about the Red Sox tomorrow.
1: Yeah, before before we hop out of here, um, is this now that the weekend's over, I guess do they go back to their normal home jerseys now? It's kind of weird, you know. Yeah, like yeah. You just, usually you go do the city connect, and then I guess yeah, we just they go back added to the, the old... extra
0: the extra yeah, day of the weird. the softball uniforms they're wearing on the weekends now.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. So, anyways, well, that'll be an interesting thing to see uh, what what uniforms the Rangers are out in. Uh, well, or open something nice. Yeah. So. Well, hope, hope. So, anyways, moving right along. Uh, don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. with the boys.com. All oh, one one word. word. Oh, yeah. And don't forget to subscribe to our Down on the Farm with the Boys exclusive content where we cover all things minor leagues. That's a dollar ninety nine. And don't forget to check us out on your favorite podcasting platform, Spotify, Amazon, Apple all of that and all of that stuff. Every other spot of Apple podcasting platform, you can come up with Podzone, We're on all of them. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be catching up with you guys tomorrow to this Astros series. And hopefully we close it out with a win. This is Texas Rangers with the boys and we are signing out.